everyone and welcome to the second part of understanding what it's like to be an ENT surgeon. We've been hearing from Dr. Amrita who's an ENT surgeon in the last episode where we understood what an ENT surgeon does and a few skill sets and the challenges she faced. In this episode, we will hear some of her personal experiences. Stay tuned. Have you ever faced challenges handling patients? Because we've heard and we've seen that uh, many doctors aren't treated right. So have you ever faced that kind of situation? Because uh, like I've talked to a few people and the first thing that they think that why one won't choose uh, becoming a doctor because not many people treat them well. And we've seen many videos for that as evidence. Have you ever faced something like that? I'll tell you something very interesting about this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the main reasons I left my job was I could not handle the pressure of uh, the emergency duties, which involve mm -hmm. a lot of uh, people becoming very aggressive all the time for mm -hmm. no reason. And uh, I have never faced from any of my patients or their relatives. What I have faced is from relatives and, uh, you know, uh, political party goons from... Mm -hmm. uh, other specialities like they are maybe waiting for another doctor and they thought I was their doctor and they started abusive language and all that stuff oh. while I'm not reacting and I'm just sitting and mm -hmm. say this is around two o'clock at night and there is one sister lone sister sitting and I'm sitting and this person who's like six foot one tall and he's banging oh. on the uh, table and saying things like how dare you sit uh, wearing clothes uh, under a fan and write out instructions while we are waiting for you and I'm like what are you talking about and mm -hmm. I'm feeling really scared like you know there is nobody around so right. and my husband is at home with a small kid mm -hmm. and uh, I, he's a doctor and he would if he was around he would help me but the problem is I can't even call him and tell him all this because he will be you know and my daughter was around two at that time mm -hmm. and it was very very upsetting but I still continue to work even after that for almost five six years uh, after which uh, my husband got transferred to another peripheral medical colleges where it was going to be even more difficult to start a setup, you know, mm -hmm. because when the uh, medical colleges are set up in periphery, they are just district hospitals named medical colleges with no infrastructure mm -hmm. everywhere in this country that happens. And it is very, very difficult for doctors to explain that there is no, say, uh, ICU for neonates. But you are supposed to do a surgery on, a, say, a small child who is less than one year who has somehow swallowed a coin and you need an ICU oh. after the surgery because in case the baby has a problem breathing, right. what will you do? Mm -hmm. So you have to explain these to people who are not educated in their own language and you have to take high risk consent for that and it is very very painful to explain to a mom that you know the coin you left behind on the bed which your baby swallowed is going to be not difficult to take out because that we can do very easily we have the instruments but after we take it out the child's lungs might not be strong enough to handle the entire thing and oh that God. is so difficult to explain and you have okay. no help from any quarter and uh, you know when uh, people misbehave they should be talking to the political parties who are funding these hospitals or the uh, you know all this miscreants what shall i say it's kind of a systematic uh, what shall I say, a systematic criminalization of the youths mm -hmm. so that they know that they can 
cause a chaos, get money from hospitals and political parties and not do anything. That is their way of earning. People who are working, they're going and abusing them. That's what's happening. So what happens is doctors gradually, most of my friends have left the government colleges they were working. We all had a dream of working in, say, medical colleges, being teachers. Most of our friends from our batches are they're either settled in USA or UK or have they started their own private practice just because of this region. In the last five years, especially in the pandemic, many doctors have felt totally disillusioned. In the lockdown also, the doctors were working. We didn't have, uh, you don't work, you get paid, that kind of situation. We can't do work from home. You can talk about mm -hmm. teleconsultation, but even in ENT, it's very difficult. You can't see inside people's ears nose right. or throat for that matter properly on a teleconsultation and for ENT lots of my friends got infected with COVID mm -hmm. I got infected in December and this was like you know it's like I am wearing a, a N95 I'm wearing another mask and I'm wearing a shield and the doors are open the windows are open and it is very infectious so that happened and by God's blessing I was mostly asymptomatic. So that was very good. But uh, we suffered and uh, somehow the things haven't changed. Still people kind of beat up uh, healthcare workers and break down hospitals. They are just, you know, making the situation worse. There will come a time when people who are well-educated from the middle class, they will be afraid to become doctors because the life right. quality... Uh, nobody will allow you to have if you don't take back the control. And when uh, governments talk about regularizing price points for hospitals and private uh, practitioners and say, you know, clinics and everything, the most important thing is regularization should be done at all levels, not only mm -hmm. the people who are earning their own living. So that is the only industry which is left to break down. Basically, all the other industries are doing their own thing, like engineers for that matter. Most good engineers from good, uh, good colleges, they leave India after some time, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, they earn a lot of money only then they come back and they maybe start a startup. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, unlike that many graduates from India who are MBBS graduates, they're still working in India. So the medical education and the healthcare setup for doctors needs to be, you know, really reevaluated so that people in the next generation do become doctors. Otherwise, right. it's going to be very difficult. Right. With the situation, I actually heard a few people not thinking about becoming a doctor with all of these complications. Because especially girls, it is very risky in that case. Because, you know, you're alone. Like you said, the situation you were in, it's very scary. And, you know, uh, people living in your family and they come to know about this, they would be very scared and very terrified to send you for your job the next time. Yeah, it happens. I had a, I had my own car and my driver and I kind of did it, but uh, it wasn't easy. Definitely mm -hmm. it wasn't easy because uh, as I said, I wanted to do the job, but the situation was very, very difficult. Right. Lastly, uh, do you have a message that you'd like to share for the listeners? These might include people uh, who aspire to be an uh, ENT surgeon or you know, going for a medical field, but need a little strength or just simply any other people out there who aren't aware about the field. Okay. Anybody who wants to be a doctor in any field, I would say study very hard, stay healthy because uh, being a doctor is the best possible profession. I think even now you can be truly independent. You can be financially independent from a very young age. You can set up your own stuff. And the pandemic has shown that uh, health is as crucial 
you know in the last century as it is now people mm-hmm. who were doctors are still earning a living whatever wherever they are working at mm-hmm. so being a doctor is a good way of earning a living and helping the community so it has actually something which very few other professions have you are helping people every day directly mm-hmm. so uh, i would say even now you can be the change so you could try doing that and for other people who are listening stay healthy and don't smoke or do drugs because they are going to spoil your life forever there is actually no going back mm-hmm. and there's no substitute for hard work and a good plan for your goal so work with a goal thank you so much shraddha for this opportunity to speak my heart out i i understand this is very important especially coming from a doctor you know people would actually understand your perspective and people who actually have this mindset that you know uh, why are they doing work and all of that they need to understand your perspective that what are things going on and we should treat them with a lot of respect because uh, doctors go through a lot of stuff not many people would have to see especially with covid people have seen a lot of people dying and i've heard people crying doctors crying how they felt helpless and you know you see people hurting uh, frontline workers this is very hurtful seeing our doctors being you know treated really badly so coming uh, you know hearing your perspective might have helped a lot of people understand that how much respect you should have for doctors and you should treat them really well i just have one more thing to say when you say yeah. this actually uh, hurting healthcare workers and frontline workers is a social evil mm-hmm. once you do that you are actually harming yourself because right. uh, the next person uh, who wants to be a doctor will not be that because everybody is not going to be as brave right uh, do- doctors are not really you know built that way so you are actually harming the society when you are doing that but the people who are doing it they don't really care about society so that's the part so the people who do care about society they need to uh, take a stand on this True. so that's the thing yeah thanks a lot dr amrita um i hope all the listeners get a lot of learnings from this Thank you everyone for tuning in to this second part of the episode of understanding what it's like to be an ENT surgeon. We had Dr. Amrita with us. She has two podcasts and I'll post the links to her podcast in the description. She also has a website. You can check that out as well. This episode was a part of a team challenge of Voice of Anchor. Our team is Wonder Women and you will hear a few more episodes with the team. Thank you and I hope you have a good day. Bye.